0: welcome back to another episode If that's it you are hanging with ibby and kayla hey guys and today we're going to talk about malcolm and marie so let's get into it have y'all seen that movie on netflix let us know but i'm having a hard time understanding how some people did not see it as toxic mm. right so what are your thoughts on that kayla mm-hmm
1: i definitely think the relationship that was depicted was toxic i i fully i fully believe that what do you
0: think yeah no i definitely agree i feel like i was having a hard time seeing how people were like oh it was just the rawness and the realness of their real true thoughts coming out and i'm like but does that make it okay like does it make it not toxic because it was raw because if it comes down to abuse, verbal abuse that was going on in that, and emotional abuse, I believe that that to be toxic. And I heard a lot of people saying like, it was just the rawness and the realness of it. We can't really call it toxic because they were just getting their true thoughts out. And those are just the general highs and lows of relationships. And if my relationship is causing me to feel abused or I am abusing somebody else, To me, that's toxic. That's not a relationship I feel is beautiful or a relationship I want to be in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like she clearly stated that he was abusing her. She clearly said that it was verbal abuse. But even if you're just listening to it, like I can see where people would be getting this highs and lows concept from. And yes, relationships do have highs and lows, but... It's like, you don't need to be coming that low. You you don't need to be absolutely trying to tear me apart because you are trying to get whatever point across that you are getting across. And if you feel how you feel in the ways that he said, the way that he said things, then you don't need to be with me because that's how you are actually viewing me in the back of your head. You are putting on a facade. You are showing me a face when things are quote unquote high. And when they're low, you're being your realest self about how you feel about me. And to be honest, the way you feel about me is disrespectful and it's toxic and we don't need to be together. I don't I don't I don't see how this is admirable or or just lovely, beautiful, I mean, the art, yes. The art around it, the way that they created, or were able to recreate it, or bring it to life. That part is beautiful, that part is art. But if you were watching somebody actually have this conversation, I would be like, what, why, why are you here?
0: Right, right, yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree. I'm just thinking that because that's what people have experienced and because that's what they're used to, they think, okay, this is normal. Like this is what couples go through. We abuse each other. We break each other down. We make each other feel like crap. But in the end, we're still the person that at the end of the day, we love each other. We're going to come and comfort each other. And honestly, that is a trauma bond. If the, yes same <laughs> yeah. if the same person who's abusing you is also saving you, that's literally the definition of toxic relationship. And I think because it's such a norm, well, let's not say norm, it's common. Because it's so common, people think it should be normal.
1: Mm. And I wouldn't even say just because it's so common. I really wanna say when things are depicted in a quote unquote, beautiful fashion, people start to romanticize them and make them normal. That is not normal. This is not a normal situation. And it's like, I I understand what you are seeing, but to be honest, like this was a literal mental deterioration of two people.
0: Mm, right. Like right. If,
1: if you're gonna make it like bare skin and bones, like take all the pretty and all of everything else off and all you're left with is just the bare minimum this is a tragic trauma love story.
0: Yeah. And I know at one part in the movie, they were like, you know, this has been our worst argument. And I think people use that to excuse it. Like, okay, it must not normally be this bad. But in my opinion, if you are that comfortable saying these things, these destructive, berating things to me in this conversation, it means you've been comfortable saying it to me before. Like, this is not the first time. Maybe this was the greatest, the biggest argument, but you have torn me down before. And then for him to like bring up her past, I feel like that was really below the belt because she trusted you with her addiction, with her cutting, things like that. You were the person who she leaned on through that. And now you're throwing it in her face. And not, a- only
1: was she, not only was she letting you in, like to share those things with you, but you also chose to be her, be there for her through those things. You chose to put yourself in a position of, I am going to help you. I am going to be that person. I am going to provide you comfort. I'm going to help you fight this. And then you're going to turn around and throw it in her face. Mm -hmm. Like, like she's a burden.
0: Right yeah and relationships go through stuff like I don't want to excuse that fact like okay you might say some things that you regret the next day but if it's breaking somebody down to the core intentionally because they have plenty of times to stop doing it he had plenty of times to stop his monologues of breaking her down and he didn't he kept doing it and she of course she said her things about him and to him as well telling him he's a narcissist things like that so they were both equally like they were both wrong in that regard but it wasn't, <laughs> definitely wasn't beautiful. And it wasn't okay. Like, it just wasn't okay. So you, I feel like this relationship is something that over time, there's just been too much hurt. And I don't know how you come back
1: from that. I do feel like there has been a lot of hurt that led to this point. But I do feel like getting to this place in this, in, in this argument I guess, as she stated, him not appreciating her and how she contributed to the process and the final product of what he was able to celebrate was the tip of the iceberg. Like, she really realized, you don't love me how you say you love me, and Mm. I've been really, really blind. And she's really just trying to, like, get her feelings across, like, listen, like, I don't feel appreciated, I don't feel like you care that I'm here or that I'm not, or that I'm doing this or that I'm doing that. And he was just like, oh, well, since you got things to say, I got things to say. And it's like, but why? Why couldn't Mm -hmm. you just listen? Why couldn't you just hear, hear her, validate her?
0: Right, that is one thing I do see that can play out in normal healthy relationships is sometimes people don't feel heard and it's like if i come to you with something that's bothering me you're automatically going to get defensive and come to me with the things that are bothering you whereas i feel like there should be a give and take if i come to you about things that are bothering me that is my time okay you can come to me about the things that are bothering you tomorrow but like hear me out validate my feelings sit with me in this try to understand where i'm coming from and then we can move on to you but if it's me coming to you about something that bothers you and you're instantly gaslighting not validating my feelings throwing things in my face then that's abusive and you don't care to hear what i have to say
1: Mm -hmm. it's very 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 valid point very valid i i do think that a lot one thing that's really hard for a lot of people to do is to sit and listen to something and all of those thoughts that they have responses or anything like that are popping up and popping up and triggering. And it's hard for them to sit there and just hear you not trying to respond. I feel like that's not something that a lot of people had to actually do a lot mm-hmm. and it's become something that has inhibited communicating in relationships.
0: Right. I think it's like our childlike nature coming out. Because like as a child, the world revolves around you. Okay. Everybody's catering to you. Like You are heard. You are understood. If you want your snack, you're getting your snack. If you want your nap, you're getting your nap. If you want to scream and cry and throw fit, you're going to get attention. So I feel like we bring some of that into our adulthood where we feel like, oh, this is about me. And we're fighting each other rather than fighting the issue. And that's where I think it started to get south in the movie is they were fighting each other. And I'm like, if you just listen to why she was upset, it could have been something that they talked through rather than fought through. Hmm.
1: True.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But a lot of people were saying that, I mean, I think that with the right kinds of communication tools or things like that, They could at some point, maybe, perhaps, (laughs) overcome this. But I just feel like there's so much damage done. There was so much baggage. There's so much trauma between them. I feel like it'll be so hard. Like For me, if I was her, I would wake up every day for the rest of my life with this person. Like This is what you said to me. This is how you feel about me. And she's probably hating herself every day because of it. And I just don't know if you can come back from that, but if they do both decide that's what they want to do, like everybody keeps praising, like they're soulmates and they should stay together. If that's what they want to do, then that would take some intensive psychotherapy, intensive couples counseling, and so much stuff that they would both have to be willing to do. Because this would just be a cycle for the rest of ever.
1: Hmm. I wonder if this situation would be viewed as beautiful or as normal if she had been berating him the way he berated her.
0: (laughs) We know how the male community would feel about that.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying, like, from my perspective, when I was watching the show, it's like, yes, they both said things that I felt like were unnecessary. But... The different levels between what they were saying and the reason that they were saying those things were on completely different levels for me like she called him a narcissist. Okay, she's stating facts, you are a narcissist. And then she considered she continued to give you examples of your narcissistic habits to explain to you why she said what she said. In your defense, was to tell her that she was somebody who enjoyed pain and just wanted somebody to berate her. And then after you told her that, you continued to berate her and give her a bunch of points that would result in actual insecurities down the road. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm not understanding what part of this made somebody feel like this is normal. That this is something that they could work through. Like, I'm never going to let, like, I, I would never be in a relationship where a man talks to me like that, and I would look him in his face and be like, how can I fix this? Because that's not my problem, baby. You're broken. hmm Like, yeah. that's that's not, I don't know, that's just not how I would look at that situation. Like, we could get past this. We could work this out. How can we fix this? What should I say? What should I do? Like,
0: Right. Because she's already like second guessing herself. She lacks confidence, obviously. And she seems to seek out her self-worth in him. So it's like, if that's the same person who is breaking down your self-worth and your self-esteem, I don't see how you push past wanting to make things right with that person. Because that's like really codependent. I think that's what a lot of things were going on too. It was a lot of codependency. Like he knew she needed him and she knew she needed him and she was dependent on him to make her feel good, but he would also make her feel bad, unfortunately. And he was dependent on the fact that he knows that she needed him for everything. And he took that power to his head in all of it by first not even mentioning her. Like How are you not going to say thank you to the girl you wrote the thing about? And was your supportive partner through it? And then make her feel like it was her fault that you did it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he knows that he has this power over her. And he abused it to the fullest advantage.
1: Yeah. I mean, she said it at the end. She was just like, you don't get jealous. You don't feel any type of way about anything. Because you can't conceive a world where anyone besides you would be more interesting. Mm. And I'm just like, I, I mean, I'm just like my constant point through this whole thing is that, like, honestly, I don't feel like she said too many things that were wrong
0: or below the bell or something. I can't remember. I can't remember things that she said specifically that really were bigger and more enormous than the things that he was saying to her. I can't really think of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there were petty moments, of course, like her playing the song where it's talking about, like, leave him, leave him, whatever. But then the song also gets to a point where it's like, I can't leave him because I love him. Mm, Yeah. You know, or just like, you know, I know, you know, some people would say that her initially being upset and then trying to hide the fact that she was upset was something that she should not have been doing. But... We see why she didn't want to tell him that she was upset because of how everything else rolled out mm-hmm. the second she mentioned anything. And I just, I don't know. Like,
0: mm, that also brings me to in the beginning when she was like, let's not get into this. And I'm like, okay, so this has happened before. This has happened before. She's tried to express herself and you've shut her down. You haven't listened. You've berated her and made her feel like crap for having feelings. It's happened before because she knew what to expect and you knew what to expect. And that's why she was like, we should not get into this tonight because she knows you weren't gonna hear her. She has, y'all have a history of apparently you not listening to her thoughts or validating her feelings. And for that to be considered something that's normal. I know I think a lot of people were leaning towards like it wasn't okay but it was indeed a part of a relationship. And that's just my argument that it's not. I can say firsthand, I'm not tolerating a relationship where I'm being emotionally, mentally, maybe even physically abused. Like that's just not okay for me. Absolutely
1: not, absolutely not. And I have never, never have I ever had a relationship where a man was able to talk to me the way that he was talking to her and then we was gonna get in bed and go to sleep. And all he said was sorry never never and I will never like there is there you that just shows me that you let alone not being the person that I need to be with but like honey you need help and you don't need to be with anybody until you get it
0: Mm, right yeah that's another thing um I was listening to one talk about it and people were saying that um something about bringing out the worst in each other like that was a normal thing because they're like don't your relationships bring out the worst in you And I was like, what did you say? (laughs) I said what? Yeah. They were like, don't your relationships bring out the worst in you? And then that got me thinking. I was like, okay, relationships bring out a lot of you. They do. But if the worst is worse than the best, that's a problem. In this relationship, I think their argument was, you know, he helped her through her addiction and she helped him like write the movie. So it means that they do both bring out the best and the worst in each other. And that makes it okay. And I questioned that, I was like, okay, it just depends on what the worst is. Her worst was addiction, trauma, like, you know, lack of self worth, like she, her worst was worse. And if that's what a relationship is bringing out of me, then that's not okay, that's not okay. But if relationship, if they say the worst, I can understand it in a sense, like, you know, sometimes I'm petty, if that's considered my worst, okay, then yeah, my relationship brings that out of me sometimes. But if it's as worse as her worst is, that's
1: not okay, yeah but I mean I mean she was an addict before him, and he put himself in a savior position yes, yes and then it. he wanted to constantly make sure that she knew that he was her savior right and was never going to let her live that down mm-hmm that's a
0: true like narcissistic narcissistic type of quality is the savior mentality and like let me stay in this savior power role for the rest of ever which is honestly why I believe he didn't give her the credit for the movie because he's like if I give her the credit she might start becoming popular she might start thinking she had a hand in this she might you know he didn't even cast her in the movie because if she gets to a level where she doesn't need him anymore or he thinks she doesn't need him anymore he loses all power and he cannot live in a world where that's a
1: thing And then he told on himself, exactly, feeding off of what you just said with his narcissistic habits, when he was, when they, the tub scene, when he was literally going in and telling her about who, quote unquote, the other women were that the movie was about. He told on himself, all of those women were women who needed him. All of those women were women who were in the similar situations where they were on drugs or they had been suicidal or in some other type of situation, negative type of situation. And he was in some form of savior position. You position. Like she oh. told you that you're a narcissist and you went on, on her by telling her how many people you've been a narcissist to.
0: Right. That's a really great observation because that just means he will never be able to thrive in a relationship where he's not the savior. And it's okay to, you know, be the savior in a way like you help your woman open a can of pickles. Okay. But like literally feeding on people who have low self esteem, addiction problems, low self worth, that is evil. But it must just be to satisfy whatever piece of him needs healing too, I guess.
1: Obviously, there's something that he went through or something that he is not able to unpack. And the only way he is able to digest that or keep it locked away where it is, is for him to put himself in a position where he can never be as low as that feeling. And the only way for him not to do that is to always be the savior, to always be the one in charge, to always be the one calling the shots, to always be the one that someone needs. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. My personal recommendation for someone in a situation like this would be to evaluate what it is you actually want out of life. Because that's the first step. I think a lot of people are like, you know, this is okay. Like, it works out. He loves me. Like, it's okay. It's okay. But not realizing this is not what I actually want out of life. You're just accepting it. So I think for her, she would need to actually ask, ask herself, am I okay being the speck at the bottom of his shoe for the rest of my life? Because it doesn't seem like he's going to change. And there's certain traumas that are not healthy to deal with in the relationship, because if you're doing more harm to the other person while you're trying to fix yourself, that's a problem. So this would be the type of thing where separation, I believe, would be the best solution until they go fix themselves, because the more they try to fix themselves in the relationship or fix each other, the more damage they're
1: doing. Yeah, I agree. I do. But... I definitely do think that this was a toxic very very toxic relationship and that it had been going on for a while and regardless of if this was the worst or not this being the worst was definitely the flag of this needs to be the end.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I guess that's our conclusion. It was toxic as heck <laughs>
1: and we do not recommend. No. So, are <laughs> these toxic relationships Please, 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 please get the help that you need to get out because Honey Bunches, if he's berating you like this, it's going to get to a point where he's literally going to start putting his hands on you or worse.
0: Mm, Right. Yeah. So we'd like to hear your thoughts about it. Like, did you feel like it was toxic love or rawness of a beautiful relationship dynamic? Let us know your thoughts. (laughs)